Hello everyone, it's Louise and today is March the 9th and today is my sister's birthday. Um, I won't tell you how old she is because then you'll figure out how old I am and that's never a good thing. Um, but she is my, my little sister, my younger sister. And um, I, I, although it was a few years ago, I do remember um, being super excited at this, the prospect of being a big sister um, to a baby. At the time, we didn't know what kind of baby it was going to be. It was just a baby. <laughs> and I was very excited to find out that I had a little sister. And I have vague recollections of being taken by my dad to the hospital um, to see my, my mummy and to see my new baby. Um, from, from what I, I have gathered over the years from various relatives, I didn't call her my sister and I didn't call her by her name, I called her my baby. Um, she was my baby and um, my, my wonderful imagination, I, I told everybody that um, not only did she have a full head of hair, but she also had all of, all of her teeth and she could talk, which I think is quite, quite an achievement for a newly born baby or just my over and overactive imagination. So today, as I say, is her birthday and uh, later on we are all going out for a family meal. And that got me thinking about our relationship with food and how important it is when we come to celebration times um, or gatherings, family gatherings or gatherings with friends and the importance of having food there and the idea that we all sit down at a table together and we all eat together and that's something that we don't, well, particularly um, nowadays, possibly in the UK, maybe it's different where you are, that um, we don't always sit down together to eat our meals. Uh, everybody's busy rushing off off to work or to school or university or, or wherever and we're all doing things at different times so we don't necessarily have the opportunities to sit down together. Now I remember when when I was much younger that we always sat at the dinner table. In fact, the table I'm sitting at right now recording this for you, um, we sat at the dinner table, all four of us, and we all ate our dinner together. And the television wouldn't be on. Um, so everybody sat and spoke at the dinner table. Um, and as I've, I've mentioned before, you weren't allowed to, eat, to leave the dinner table until you'd finished all your food on your plate. So sometimes I was left at the dinner table for quite some time after everybody else had finished because I didn't like what I was eating. Uh, but nowadays, as I say, we're, we're more in a rush. We eat fast foods sometimes or we eat pre-prepared foods because it's easier and it's quicker. And we sit perhaps in the living room in front of the television with a plate on our knee and we eat very quickly um, 
to because we don't have time to enjoy the food that we're eating. And so one of my my questions for today is do you do you take time uh, do you still have all your meals or at least one meal every day where everyone sits down at the dinner table and you don't have the television on and nowadays you you switch off the mobile phones or they're not allowed at the dinner table and you have a good family conversation or is it that everybody's coming in and out of the house at different times, people are eating at different times, and there's not much talking going on, and everybody's glued to their smartphones or their tablets or watching the television, and there's the loss of conversation there, the art of conversation that we lose with our family members. But one of the times when we we do find opportunities to catch up, to sit down and um, speak with our relatives, our family, is at celebration times. So not just uh, things that have a religious connotation, for example, like Christmas or we're coming up to Easter, where there tends to be family gatherings, everybody has a family dinner. Uh, but other celebrations such as birthdays or weddings or the birth of a new baby or special wedding anniversaries or engagement parties or let me think what other kind of celebrations could we have. Um, I think those are the main ones. And another one that um, it is a sort of celebration, but it's the celebration of someone's life once they have died. Uh, and here we would perhaps call that a wake or a, um, a, post, a post-funeral buffet or, or meal something like I'm not sure if exactly what we would call it in this country but traditionally after after a funeral service has taken place the the family invites everybody who has come to the funeral uh, to uh, um, perhaps a, a hotel or a function suite or even back to their their own home for um, a cup of tea um, and a, a, a sandwich or, or a, a, a small meal to sit and just everybody share their memories of, of the person who has, who has died. Um, and sadly this year already I have attended two funerals, um, one for my sister's father-in-law and one for my my dad one of my dad so one of my dad's <laughs> my dad's aunt um who is that was the last surviving sibling of my granny my dad's mum and that is an opportunity to catch up with parts of the family perhaps that you don't see very often taking my dad's family into consideration they actually stay quite a distance away from 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 my family and from my my dad's brother um, and so we they, they don't get to see their cousins very often or other family members and so although it's a very sad occasion it's also a chance to reconnect with parts of the family that you maybe don't see very often 
but birthday celebrations um, are are when you're little and and you're probably under the age of maybe 12 or 13 birthdays are always extremely exciting because there's a party and there'll be your friends will come over from school and you might you might go somewhere although I've noticed because my my niece is 11 and I've I've noticed as her birthday parties um, over the years they have become more and more um, elaborate and imaginative. When I when I had birthday parties, it was in the house. My friends would come over, and we would play party games. So we would play things like musical statues, which is where you music plays, and the the person in charge of the music isn't allowed to look at everybody who's on the dance floor in the middle of the living room floor dancing away to all the lovely music. And at some point, um, that they decide they're going to stop the music. And when the music stops, everybody who's dancing has to stand absolutely still. So if you just happen to be busting a fabulous move on one leg, you have to just stand absolutely still on one leg and not move. Try not to breathe. Don't blink. Don't sneeze. Don't wobble. (laughs) And if anybody does wobble or move, then unfortunately you're out and you have to leave the dance floor and everybody keeps on going until there's one person left. So that's musical statues. There are there are a lot of variations of um, the musical theme. So we then have, we also have musical chairs. So what we have is um, the, 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 the mum or dad, whoever's in charge of the party, counts how many children are in the room and then sets out chairs in a row but there's one less chair than there are children and what you have to do you form a big circle around the row of chairs and you play the music and everybody has to dance around the row of chairs and when the music stops you have to sit on a chair and the one person who's left standing without a chair unfortunately is is out as well and then what happens is the game starts again but a chair is removed and again it goes on and on until you are left with one person and one chair. Um, what, what are the other musical ones? Musical bumps. Um, not good if you're living in an apartment or if you happen to be like the house that we're in now, a house that's very old and has um, shaky floorboards that shake the whole house. Musical bumps essentially is when the music stops, you have to land on the floor, you have to sit on the floor. And the reason it's called bumps is because you bump on the floor. You just basically drop to the floor. And when you're very small, when you're five or six, throwing yourself on the floor is not an issue whatsoever. You you do it all the time with my niece just used to constantly throw herself on the floor and you say, oh my goodness, your knees, ow, stop doing that. (laughs) And she'd be like, it doesn't hurt. (laughs) So musical bumps was just essentially dancing around like an idiot and then when the music stops, drop to the floor with a bump. Um, I think that's all the music, oh no, there is another one um, called Pass the Parcel. And this is where um, there is a giant parcel uh, that has many, many, many layers to it. And everybody sits in a big circle 
and you have to pass the parcel around and there's music playing and you have to keep passing the parcel around and when the music stops whoever is holding the parcel has to unwrap the present and everybody's like oh is this the layer where the present is and oh no and so off the music goes and you have to keep passing the parcel and the parcel gets smaller and smaller and smaller and then you start thinking is there actually anything in here and then all of a sudden yay somebody wins a, a wins a silly little toy or a sweetie and that's past the parcel. Now those are the sorts of things I remember from birthday parties as well as a, a yummy birthday cake with candles and lots of nice food and generally food that you weren't really allowed to eat at any other time of the year. So there were sweeties and other kinds of cakes and chocolate and sandwiches and there was ice cream and jelly. So lots of, lots of sugary things and lots of sugary drinks as well, uh, as, as I say, that you probably wouldn't get at any other time of the year, but when it's your birthday and it's a party, you have to have these sorts of foods. But nowadays, my niece gets invited to horse riding parties or pony parties or an adventure party where she had to take a swimming costume and old clothes that they did, she didn't mind getting wet because she, they were going on a zip wire um, and landing in water and hiking through through the forest to climb up trees and things. I had none of that sort of thing in my, my day. The most adventurous birthday parties took us to the cinema. <laughs> that was as far as, as um, adventure parties went uh, in my day, um, but nowadays it's it's all um, in play areas or trampol oh trampolining oh we we did used to go to trampoline parties that was the best party there used to be a trampoline centre um, where where I used to, where we used to live when I was younger in Portobello and um, you would get about forty minutes on the trampolines and there was about six trampolines and you would have great fun on the trampolines and then when it was time to come off there was a, a an area where there was food in a little buffet so there were pizza triangles and sandwiches and sausage rolls and cake and jelly and ice cream and juice and then there was a disco afterwards so that was very exciting if you got invited to um, to a trampoline party and one of the boys in my primary school class um, his parents always used to get some sort of entertainer and I remember one year they um, they got a magician to come to his birthday party and the magician the magician made water come out one of my friend's elbow. <laughs> it was it was very it was quite amazing um, to see this water coming out of his elbow. We're, we didn't know how the, how he did it, and I still have somewhere tucked away in a box of of treasures um, a knot made a, a made out of rope that I, I was the, the magician's assistant and he was tying lots of knots in the rope and doing all sorts of things and he got me to pull this knot um, to tighten it and it came off the rope in my hand and I was, oh no, I think I've ruined the, the trick but that was the trick that I pulled the knot and I still have that knot in a box somewhere. Um, 
so nowadays, as I say, there it's more adventurous these parties and and lots of of weird and wonderful things. But there's always food and there's always cake. That has, that hasn't changed. Um, one particular year, I think my niece it was her sixth birthday. She was it was either her fifth or her sixth birthday. I think possibly her. Oh, actually, now maybe I'm thinking about it. It might have been her fifth. Anyway, um, she had. Uh, she was allowed to invite five of her little friends from her class to the birthday party, and they were going to um, the shop called Build a Bear. So that's where you get to choose the outside of a bear, and they stuff it, and they get to buy clothes and outfits and things for the bear, and oh, it's all very exciting. Um, and then afterwards, they were going to a, a family restaurant, and um, they they cater. They, they are very children oriented this this particular restaurant and everybody had hot dogs and they were allowed to have um, coca-cola and there was ice cream and my sister had made this fabulous cake it was cinderella's castle from disney world and it was huge and Full of icing and my mum had my mum helped her to decorate the outside of this beautiful castle cake um, and what we remember the most is that the staff at this particular restaurant despite having been told by my sister not to light the candles until they get to the table because it's basically all sugar it'll burn they didn't listen to her and they start they lit the candles and walked to the table and the cake started burning and melting and it was very smoky and, and it, it almost ruined the cake. Um, not that my niece was, was upset because she, she'd already seen the cake so she knew what it looked like before, before the burning incident. Um, but my sister was a little annoyed that they hadn't listened to her, particularly since she actually worked at that restaurant and she was their supervisor and so she had been quite quite firm in her instructions not to light the candles. But anyway, it, the cake was saved and the kids all liked it. So now that we're a little older, um, we have a favourite restaurant that we go to for family celebrations, for family birthdays, for anniversary events, and at Christmas time as well. So we're, we're going tonight um, with my sister and my brother-in-law and my niece and my sister's mother-in-law. Um, and um, we'll, we'll sit there and we'll have lots of, lots of things to talk about and enjoy lots of good food. And the, the laughing, the, the standing joke about going to this restaurant is that I always have exactly the same thing every time I go because I love it because it's the it's the best <laughs> as far as I'm concerned and it's I always have fish and chips um, and the reason I always have the fish and chips is because they get their their fish supplied fresh from the local fishmonger which just happens to be right across the road I mean literally about four steps from the kitchen doors of this restaurant is the fishmonger and he is the best 
fishmonger in the whole of the, the region that I live in, which is called East Lothian. He is famous um, for supplying fabulous tasting fish. Um, so that's why I always have it because it is always so good. And then we always have ice cream at the end and they have this huge selection of ice cream and it's really delicious. My niece likes to go up and choose all the weird and wonderful flavours that she can find. One particular one she tried, although I'm not sure she liked it too much, was the Iron Brew flavour. Now Iron Brew is um, a fizzy soft drink um, that is particularly famous here in Scotland. Um, it's probably Scotland's um, equivalent to worldwide Coca-Cola. It is the most vibrant orange colour that you will ever see. It's very fizzy and I personally don't like it. It tastes very artificial, but um, lots of people from Scotland really love Iron Brew. So this particular ice cream was flavoured with Iron Brew and it was this bright orange colour. It looked really quite horrible um, for an ice cream, um, but that's what she wanted. Um, so she always likes to go up and choose her ice cream. I like what's known as the Scott. And the Scott is lots of beautiful vanilla ice cream mixed with um, caramel sauce and something called Scottish Tablet. Now Scottish Tablet is um, a famous sweet here in Scotland and it's um, jokingly it's called dentist's delight and it's because it's so full of sugar that you know, it, just by looking at it you'll get you'll, you'll have cavities in your teeth and you need to go to the dentist to get fillings um, so that's why it's called dentist's delight by some but tablet is made with condensed milk so that's sweetened milk and um, lots of full fat butter and lots of sugar and it's all melted together in a pot over a low heat and it turns into sort of caramel and then you beat it very very fast uh, very quickly um, over a, a pot of cold water to cool it down and it starts to go grainy rather than stay caramel or like toffee and it's that it turns into sort of fudge um, but it's it's harder than fudge it's quite hard to describe I have to say <laughs> unless you've tried it so it's it's not chewy like toffee and it's not soft like fudge. It's sort of in between. It's it's more. Um, it's harder and a little crumbly. It's and you can feel it. It's a little grainy as well. So you can still feel bits of the sugar in it. And as I say, it's very very sweet. You can only eat small amounts of it um, at any one time. Otherwise, you feel very very sick. So in this particular ice cream sundae, they have crumbled bits of tablet in with the, the ice cream. <coughs> oh, excuse me. 
and the ice cream when I asked because we have we have two very famous um, ice cream makers in Musselburgh where I now live and I asked them oh which is this is this Luca's ice cream and they're like no it's not um, we actually import this ice cream directly from a supplier in Italy so it's genuine Italian gelato um, and it really is quite delicious um, although having said that Luca's the ice cream parlor um, in Musselburgh is world famous um, and they have I, th I think they've been making ice cream here for over for about a hundred years now and they have this lovely little ice cream purple ice cream van that comes around in the summertime and they only sell in their van they only sell vanilla ice cream or um, raspberry ripple ice cream um, but it's absolutely delicious and you just see everybody queuing outside um, when it's a hot day to to get one of the Lucas ice cream uh, so that is what we're going to be doing tonight um, celebrating um, a birthday sometimes um, we will also um, have a birthday cake so after our meal we come back to the house there will be a birthday cake my mum will always have a candle and we turn the lights out we light the candle sing happy birthday and whoever's birthday it is has to sit has to blow the candle out make a wish um, or if they don't want to then my niece will happily do that part for you um, she does like to blow out the candles doesn't matter whose birthday it is and she always wants to have the first piece as well of the cake <laughs> uh, so that is what we're doing tonight so how do you celebrate um, birthdays do you have a special meal um, do you have a particular food that on your birthday you like to have cooked or do you go to a particular restaurant um, for your birthday celebration tell me about birthday celebrations and the sort of foods that you have when you are marking a special occasion so that's it from me for today um, I will be back tomorrow with um, more food talk and another question for you about food so enjoy the rest of your Friday and I will be back tomorrow take care bye